4: Welcome to another episode of the Writing the Gary Kellys podcast as we've come straight from the full-time whistle to the mics to bring you today's show. We'll be talking at length about the Norwich vs Leeds game and we'll be chatting to our very own Matt Beadle from Carrow Road. We'll also be looking at the current Leeds United squad and ask will it be competitive enough for that dreaded Christmas run. We'll have a snippet from an interview with our former Leeds United favourite Simon Grayson plus much, much more as usual. On today's show, I'm joined by the returning Lucy and the decorated author and seller of millions of Leeds United books worldwide, Mr. LUFC Stats, Andrew Dalton himself. How are we doing, team? Right. <laughs> yeah, good,
3: thanks.
4: <laughs> How's the mansion, Stats?
0: How's the mansion? Yeah, I wish. Uh, how am I doing? It feels like you go through the rigour watching Leeds, we all knew it wasn't going to be easy today against a Norwich side looking for that first win of the season, but they won and that's the main thing and hopefully can build some momentum going to the rest of the season uh, from here on in.
4: And as you can tell, listeners, it's going to be a pretty positive show by the sounds of it, so uh, let's get started. So just before we get going, uh, we've had an email from Terry, just didn't get his surname really, but Terry, and he's asked why there seems to be a bit of rotation of the writing the gary kelly's podcast team he's not seen rotation on a Leeds united team since the glorious steve evans days and he asked will the writing the gary kelly squad be settling with a steady team and leader or will they continue to tinker like our old mate steve now it's a really good question brian um obviously the world has opened up and our lustrous host vicky has decided to take all her annual leave that she's banked for the last two years in one and just pretty much on a constant vacation. So all the fan mail that we've had about where Vicky's uh, whereabouts has been, uh, don't worry, listen, she will be back very soon. Last time I checked in with her, she was watching the Leeds game at the and Fug at Cleeforps today. So she's obviously enjoying a bit of Clefops weather and, and oh, will be back soon. Uh, for the Tottenham game, so yeah, tune in there. And as always, if you want to send any fan mail, questions for an ever-changing panel, or just want a general moan about us or Leeds United, then drop us an email at contact at writingthegarykellys.com or you can reach us on social media at RITGK. So let's get started. Right then, so it's a bit of a slow first half, lack of chances and control of the ball for Leeds versus Norwich today. Uh, and then came the second half, 56 minutes, a Rafinha special. Uh, and then obviously Norwich came back two minutes later as uh, Omademile. Well <laughs> in from a corner. Uh, and then just when I were about to tweet, Lee, it's typical Leeds United that. Then Rodrigo popped up with a thunderbolt in the 60th minute. So we had pretty much a mad four minutes, guys. What did you think of that one this afternoon?
2: Yeah, it's, it was a bit, a bit crazy, wasn't it? Um, my emotions are still all over the place at the minute. Um, yeah, like you say, first half really scrappy, really sloppy. It wasn't pretty to watch. Very lethargic, and everything just seemed, just seemed too slow. Um, and obviously we, we scored first, and then obviously, God knows how, like how much longer it was after. Obviously they had their goal, and it was, it was poor from Elliot. I think his decision making with the ball. And, and then yeah, obviously Rodrigo popped up with that thunderbolt, um, like you say, in the 60th minute. It was, <laughs> it was just a really hard one. Like, obviously, I'm absolutely buzzing with the the first away win of the season. But then you look at the performance, and again, we're still not. It's still not looking like the Leeds United that we know. Um, but I think I've just got to give credit to Dallas. I think he looked so much better. It looked like a weight had been lifted off his shoulders. Obviously, following his interview midweek. Um, but yeah, obviously happy with the with the result in the end. They obviously don't make it easy for us, do they? But yeah, um we'll see how it goes next week. Yeah, just to kind of add to that, I thought
0: first half was non-descriptive, not too much happened. I thought you could kind of tell that it was two sides, lacking a little bit of confidence, a little bit of know-how. Uh second half, completely different game. Rafinha on his day is unplayable in this league and is probably one of the best players I've seen at Allen Road for for a very long time, got got a great goal cut inside and, and fired past Tim Krull. I'm not going to pronounce a Norwich City player's name, because I think Matt struggled with it himself. So, uh, uh, But just a poor goal to concede from a set-piece. You're 1-0 up. You want to try and take the game to Norwich City and the side conceded 7 last time out. But they show the character to go up the other end, and and, and Rodrigo scored a brilliant goal. And I thought it was obviously a mistake from Tim Krull, because I'd probably look back at that. Uh, and, and wonder how that sort of slipped through. But I thought after that, it was kind of game management. And I thought they controlled the game very, very well in the end, especially with Pascal Stryker. I know I was coming for a little bit of criticism playing in that CDM role, but I thought he was very, very good. And I think I think today is one of them games where they just had to win. It didn't matter how you won today, you won the game. There's been a little bit of pressure on at the moment uh, to get that, that win, that first away win of the season. Uh, they're on, what, 10 points after 10 games, a point a game. They probably need nine more wins i know it shouldn't say about staying up but if you need to stay up you need nine wins 40 points virtually 37 points will, will get you the job done and it's it's a it's a performance it wasn't great but they won the game and that's all that matters
4: well that's it the, the history books won't say we had a shocking first half we could mm. control the ball and it was a game of a uh, championship football in that first 45 it won't say that it'll say that there's three points on on the board mm. um but like you said, stats we needed it, uh, a yeah. massive we yeah. needed it. Uh, and you just touched upon Rafinha there. Do you think we're in danger of being a one-man team? Everything seems to go through him at the moment. He's our creative spark, and and obviously we saw against Wolves when he when he picked up that injury. Mm. Just instantly, the crowd, the Ellen Road fans, yeah. you know, the Leeds United fans. Sorry, you know we we just think, Fuck. you know, as soon as as soon as he's injured, that's it. We're in trouble, aren't we? And you know, do we seem to be a one-man team? at the
2: moment I hope not I don't think we are I, th- I just think a lot of players are lacking a lot of confidence at the minute obviously we're going through a tough time um, and players confidence is going to be knocked. but like you say it's vital for for how we've managed to grind out some of these results this season but like I said there's a couple of players the likes of Harrison just seems to be lacking a bit of confidence seemed especially today just seemed easily beaten and some of the the passes he was playing I've just never seen him Obviously, play them sort of passes before, so he's definitely lacking confidence and, and needs a goal like a lot of the players. But um, yeah, Rafinha just seems to shine. does not he? I think first half I thought he was a bit, he was a, he was a bit sloppy, but obviously redeemed himself in the end. And um, I think obviously again, Calvin com- coming back in sloppy again today. But obviously he needs he needs time to get back into it. Um, and once he's backfiring and, and pinging out them balls. To Rafinha and the likes of Harrison, um, I think I think we're going to be all right. But um, yeah, Rafinha routes right, outstanding today. I think if he wasn't on the pitch today, we'd have definitely struggled. I, I hate that term one man
0: team. I think when you're missing your striker as well, with Patrick Bamford who adds so much to the team, the go for with Luke Ayling as well, and uh, from right back, to one man team. It's, it's hard to look. at our top scorer, probably one of the best players. We've all seen, and I, I've been on record to say probably one of the best players I've seen since that particular Australian who will not be named in, in the late 1990s, early 2000s at Leeds. One man t- is Jacob it? Burns. Is, is that, that Jacob Burns? Yeah. But yeah, it, it's hard to say one man team, but the creativity spark does come from Ruffin. And you, you look, at the first goal that he scored, he cut inside from right hand side, fainted to shoot, and then puts it through past Tim Crow. But well, without Rafinha, we probably would struggle and we have struggled in the games that he's missed you look, to, look at the Southampton performance without Rafinha. we miss that creativity but he's, he's vital for us this season and obviously we know we're going to get bids for him in the summer and it's it'll be interesting to see how next summer goes but we need to deal with the here and now and the here and now is we've got the three points and I know we're still in 17th place still not in a great position but Four points from two games is looking decent.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, we just needed it, didn't we? We just needed it. Massive sigh. I don't know about you two, but bloody relieved at the end of the game. Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, we were going live with this podcast at full time. And, you know, obviously we had to kind of think of two scenarios, a win and a loss. And uh, I was not looking forward to coming on here after the defeat because... Genuinely, it was fearing the worst if we would have lost um, yeah. to Norwich today, especially with Burnley um, winning at the weekend. Uh, Newcastle obviously look in big trouble, but I think January they're going to be a completely different team. Mm. Uh, but there's not a team other than Norwich that I can see really dropping like a stone. Now the Palace are getting results, Southampton yeah. obviously getting results. We're in that bracket, aren't we, where we're not picking up enough points. Mm. Uh, um yeah, it's uh, it was a must win for, for Leeds United today.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, like I say, weight's been lifted. It's a, sort of that sigh of relief. But um, like I say, it was, especially the last five minutes, I just the clock was just running down so slowly. I'm like, oh, I just don't throw it away, for God's sake. Um, I don't know, I just can't put it into words because it, the performance wasn't great. But mm. at this moment in time, we need to be picking up these points and, and sort of, starting to create that gap between uh, from them the bottom three teams. Yeah, I'll, I'll add to that. that I think at the moment
0: we're in a mini-league. Look, We might not be in a mini-league come the end of the season. I'll be higher up in the league. Norwich are gone. Uh, even after 10 games, on two points. There, there's no coming back from that. Uh, and they could even break Derby County's record of 11 points in the Premier League in 2007-08. Uh, Leeds just need to, to be careful. N- Newcastle the elephant in the room because I know you say there, Matt, they'll be a completely different side. I think from a Newcastle perspective, how easy is it to go and get players who want to play in a relegation battle? I don't think it's quite as simple as they're going to buy player A, player B, player C because I don't think players will want to play in a relegation battle of the fear that they could be in uh, in, a, in a relegation scrap, even in the Championship next season. I think their managerial appointment is massive. They've taken one point from two games since Steve Bruce has been sacked. Burnley, Burnley, Burnley are a really strange side that. They've been in the Premier League, what, since 2016-17, uh, and just always seemed to turn it around. Second half of the season. The team, for me to keep an eye on is Brentford, had such everyone's talking about I had a great start They're doing what Leeds did last season. They just started to slip away a little bit. They've lost, I think, the last two. Lost them to Leicester last week, lost yesterday away at Burnley. And for all the good football they play, they're trying to find they're finding things hard. So I think we're in a mini-league at the moment, and I think we've just got to get enough points on the board during November with the games coming up because the December run after Brentford looked pretty horrible so uh, to me it's just getting those performances, getting the results up until the start of December, you want to be on sort of 20, twenty, twenty point, twenty-two points going into the new year and then you probably need six more wins in the second half of the season so big win today let's regroup, let's get back to TA uh, this week, get some training downers and let's see what we get in another big game against Leicester who will come into the game, obviously on the back of uh, a defeat against Arsenal, but they've got a uh, Europa League game, I'm not sure who against this week, but they'll come to Allen Road uh, after that game. But that game won't be easy either. And then we go into an international break and then to what's looking like a managerialist Tottenham side. Uh, it does look like Nuno will get the start this week. So, big big win. Uh, we've now got to build on it. It's only a big win if you, if you start putting a run together and that's the most important thing for me from here on in. Yeah, good, good, good points, uh, Stats. But I
4: think... Um... I think Diego Llorente is an interesting one to talk about. I think I absolutely love his passion. Yeah. Um, I always think there's a mistake in him. Don't know about you two, but I don't feel comfortable with him as much as I I would like to. I think uh, he likes to play on the uh, the uh, the edge of uh, edge, doesn't he? You know what I mean? he's uh, yeah. He never makes it look easy. Where he's uh, he's probably inside. He probably thinks it's a piece of piss, but. Yeah, he's definitely, uh, definitely one that I definitely nervous about at times. And and again at Norwich today, there were a, a couple of shaky moments. One, then I think he needs to get on the weights a bit more as well, do not he? Because he seems to to, to like to hit to, to the ground as well, which mm. is definitely not a Leeds thing. So we need to shut that out of him, don't we?
2: Yeah, um, I think yeah, I'm a big fan of Lorente as well. I think there is different. It's different, and um, like you say, there were some times at Norwich today where he was he was a bit too slow on the ball, he'd take his time and then obviously the Norwich players coming towards him and he's sort of Misplaced the pass, Um but I thought he played the second half of the Wolves game. I thought he played really well. Um, I thought he was strong. But yeah, like you say, Matt, I think he has got um a mistake in him. But um, I do trust him. I think he's is different gravy. I think when when he's at his best, and um, I think we'd be a bit lost without him, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd add to that. I think if you look at the record certainly back in the last season when he when he came in to the side, the results sort of turned it turned the corner. I think today. He's just one of them performances. Everybody looked nervy first half. Everybody looked edgy first half because they knew what was at stake. And you can imagine what it would have been like getting onto that coach. He'd lost that game and there'd have been a lot of doom and gloom. They'd have been stuck on seven points after 10 games. And I think every player's probably got a mistake in them somewhere along the lines because it's just natural that you can't be on top of your game every single game. But uh, I was impressed with Lorente. I was impressed with Coots again today. I thought he gets a lot of unfair criticism. Uh, But special words today for me for Pascal Strike. and Stuart Dallas, after the week he's had, the, the after what he's come out with, obviously the death of a very close one must have been horrendous for him to deal with. He's actually with COVID as well. And it was nice to see the Leeds fans singing his name at the end of the game as well, because he's part of the Fabric at Allen Road. And he's, he's closing in on 250 games for the club, which is absolutely magnificent. So, yeah, all in all, I think they need to get back on the coach. They've won the game. They've got a lot to work, and I think they know that. And we'll start again tomorrow, looking into the Leicester City game. Absolutely. Good. Um, you know, I couldn't say anything
4: better than, than what you've, you've you've added there. And I think just to, to kind of move on a little bit, I think, you know, shout out to Norwich City TV that we were all watching today as well. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, I had
4: to, I had to check the uh, the sealed Sky number a couple of times yeah. Yeah, for the Corku, we were absolutely loving it, weren't we? It? Um, but yeah, it's quite embarrassing, that that coverage by Sky today. And Obviously, when we went 2-1 up, I've never heard a man so depressed in my life commentating on a game of football. Uh, so shout out to Evan Okoku. Uh you know, you're in that bracket with Don Goodman, so welcome <laughs> to the club, my friend.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think Okoku obviously scored the winner for Norwich against Leeds in, in December. I think it's about December thirteenth, nineteen ninety three, in a game that Norwich won also on Sky. Uh and I don't think I don't think he's ever lost against Leeds, certainly for Norwich. So yeah, strange commentary today. I thought it was a little bit one sided <laughs> at times with, with we've got the three points and that's all that matters our man Matt Beadle is leaving
4: Carroll Road as we speak so let's get him on the blower and get his thoughts of today's game so Matt thanks for joining us Uh, just on the the way back from Carroll Road I believe you're on a a coach full of Leeds fans you can't tell it sounds like you're all (laughs) fast asleep probably had too much to drink in in being that nervous today so obviously on a bit of a come down but first question really mate did did a Norwich fan try and high six you at the end of the game
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> some of them did but I don't think there's, uh, I don't think there's enough of them
4: <laughs> yeah a lot of uh, empty seats weren't they? in the home end today by
1: the looks of it yeah I mean they had, their, um, they had their they had all the flags out for the big game and everything it's like it whether it, it, it was like the, it's the only game that they thought they were going to get three points wasn't it
4: <laughs> well you'd <laughs> think that you'd <laughs> think that either way they were Delia didn't look too happy either to be honest with you but no it's you know, obviously, what she thoughts on on that good atmosphere, great away end as always for Leeds. That's all you could hear. You know, the classic Sky TVs. They should have sang Norwich shitty TVs instead.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the uh, the game were always going to be ugly, expected before uh, before a ball kick. So I think everyone knew that a good atmosphere was probably probably what we needed on it. So, so um, but yeah, what, what, non-stop minute one for a minute night.
4: What was the general uh, atmosphere with the fans then? Do you think pre-game
1: with a lot of nervousness? A, li- a little bit, yeah. I think um, I think especially sort of as they scored, you sort of got feeling, didn't you? That they grab a second, didn't you? In uh, true Leeds fashion, especially after scoring. Well, <laughs> after I got. Uh, it, like, it looked like two teams, didn't it, that were uh, too scared to score the best first part half. Of an hour. Yeah, yeah, first half. I,
4: I just have visions of uh, probably two and a half thousand Leeds fans like picking themselves up from the ground after that that first goal by Rafinha. And then obviously just looking up, like looking for the seat. And the next thing you know, Norwich equalize.
1: <laughs> yeah, there were, uh, there were a few bodies flying over top of uh, <laughs> top of us. Then felt like thirty seconds, in it? it. Felt a bit like uh, felt a bit like my new game at the first game at season where it all just happened in a split second. The equalised, I didn't, re- didn't really see it, but um, I think we had a look at highlights. I think it might be Nuente's man on it that like, got free. So. Yeah,
4: it looks like it. So, uh, Rafinha, then, are we a one man team? Seemed to just everything came proven today, didn't it?
1: So, sort of moulded into a uh, one ma- man team a little bit, aren't we? It's a bit scary, to be honest. But um, Even even like Phillips got bold, didn't he? Um, his first thought was just to try and find Rafinha. It's almost like none of them were trusting any other ones to sort of. Sort of do anything, especially even Rafinha, and and in first half there were a few chances where, um, I think James were sort of running through through down some over, and he just didn't even <laughs> think about giving it ball. It just sort of felt like it were he you know sort of knows if it's it's shit or but basically. You.
4: you know, after today's win at Norwich, are we going to kick on? Leicester and Spurs up next, Brighton, and then we've got the yeah. dreaded. December, so obviously we need to pick up some results. Start with uh, in the next three, I think we need some points, obviously in the next three games.
1: Yeah, that was something that we were on about before game. Like people do not really, I think people didn't realise how big it was. One from, from a mental point of view, and then from some of the pictures that we got, are sort of winnable in a the, in the sense that sort of less. I know there's big teams, but Leicester are struggling a little bit, aren't they? I know they beat Man U um, last week, but they they barely won a game, I don't think. For their standards, and then Tottenham are just in dire straits, aren't they? Nuno Nuno looks like he's going to get sacked in about mm. a day, which is unfortunate for us because they'll probably get a new manager in international break and then stuff is mm. at their place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that the, 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 there are a few winnable games coming up now, even though we're playing two top six teams.
4: And then, mate, just before you go in, you're going to get a rendition of Match on together going on. Leeds United away coach. Uh, is everyone fast asleep?
1: Uh, everyone's fast asleep. Everyone's. <laughs> <laughs> the, re- the release just set into everyone I think, I think it, was, it was the same at full time everybody. you could just see it just drops off, pe- off people's faces just the relief of three points after, <laughs> after a bit of a uh, nervy game
4: <laughs> well maybe next time maybe next time but yeah Matt thanks for joining us great great support as always was... uh, on, the, on the away game and uh, yeah we'll catch up with you soon mate yeah, see you in a bit so, as always, we got the Leeds United 4 straight after the full-time whistle. And as you can imagine, it was a split one. Obviously, don't forget, you can get in touch with us on the podcast by reaching out on all our socials at RITGK. So, CJ Slade said, definitely take three points away from home, but still so much more work to do. We just don't look right at the moment. No confidence from last season. And obviously, we had a great year then. Adam, I'll take the win, but that was awful. <laughs> We on them stayed by their keeper too, hoping the confidence improves us after the win. And then Stephen Ball said three points, Rafinha, that's all I've got. Any thoughts on the fans' comments today, team?
2: Yeah, I think I've got to agree with all of them, I think. I think we've felt like all, all the comments that we've been sent in. And yeah, like CJ said, there are a few players that are definitely struggling with confidence. And I'm just hoping that this win now sort of... Gives them the confidence to know that we we can push on. Um, it's obviously going to be tough, the place we're in at the minute. But I'm just hoping that that win today does does boost some of them players. Yeah, I'd i kind of agree
0: with what Sarah thing said. I think it's important to keep your feet on the ground. It's an important victory. It's a victory and it's probably one of the poorest sides I've seen in. In Premier League history, and I've watched the Premier League since 1992, uh, and there's been a lot of poor sides, especially Derby County, been, I was say in 2007 8 However, they just need to try and kick on and build some momentum. I think it'd be great to get a result against Leicester City next weekend. They'll be hurting after the defeat against Arsenal uh, last, yesterday. Uh, and then you the international break, and then obviously you go to a Tottenham side, who, will, as you rightly said, will have a new manager. Uh, if not, I might have Ryan Mason back in charge again. Obviously, we beat them last time, when we had Ryan Mason back in charge. Hopefully, else,
1: right? hopefully.
0: So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's an important win because as I can I can imagine social media today had had the got beat, and it had been all doom and gloom and waving the mm. points up. But as you say, we need, in my opinion, we need probably thirty five, thirty six points to stay in the Premier League. We're on ten. We're probably another twenty six points, so that's probably another eight, nine wins in total. I think, from my perspective, enjoy today. Probably have a day off tomorrow with all the travelling. I think they'll probably fly back as well uh, and then go again in the week. But, yeah, lots to build on. It's a positive that we've won today. But I, th- I think with the injuries as well, I think you need to get Paddy back in. You need to get Bill back in uh, as well. Because I think what people forget with Paddy is the play does off the ball as well, which I think is so key to how we play. And I just hope the backs in rather than later, because that December run after Brentford, as, as I mentioned, Chelsea away city away arsenal home liverpool away is not kind and you don't want to be down in the bottom three or four by that point of the season because it can be tough second half of the season but yeah enjoy today let's try and build some momentum let's try and get a result against leicester city next weekend and then go to the national break and see where we're in the league but i think we're in a mini league at the moment As I, say, I think norwich city are gone and are staring at the abyss and I'll probably get rid of Daniel Farker to be honest with you, I think he's taking farther can go Burnley I think will be down there, Newcastle I said are unsure with the players who they're going to bring in, Palace got a great victory at City yesterday Watford a hit and miss, they can win 5-2 at Everton one week and then lose them to Southampton so we're probably in a bit of a mini league and it's making sure come the end of the season we're out of that mini league and I think to me it's just about consolidation this year because it was always going to be tough a second time round. but yeah, I kind of agree on all the, all the points that people have made there today
4: Well, that's a wrap for part one. Coming up, we'll be asking, will this squad get us through the season? I'll listen back to our interview with former Leeds United manager Simon Grayson, and then we'll wrap up today's show with a good old game of Guess Who. We'll see you on the other side. (laughs) Hi, I'm Don Matteo, and when I'm sat in the rock bar having a pint, there's nothing better than reading and listening to Rides in the Garykellys.com.
3: So we've introduced a chance for you guys to support us this season by becoming a the Gary Kelly's patron member. For as little as £2 a month, you can help support the work we do and make sure that we can continue to bring you our podcast series and our in-depth online articles about the football club that we all love.
4: That's good Vic. Two quid, you can't even buy a decent cup of coffee for that these days. Come to think of it, did you see Birmingham City Football Club? They're selling chips and a cheese slice for four quid.
3: Absolutely criminal. For £3 a month, you can also get early access to this podcast before it goes on general release and come and join us for a monthly Q&A and talk all things leads, plus much, much more.
2: Not forgetting for £5 a month, you can get to join us for a Q&A, early access to episodes, a live recording of each podcast, and you'll also get the chance to join us on the show as one of our loyal members.
3: I tell you what, that's not bad at all, is it? And the best thing about us setting up as a membership is that we'll be delivering you an ad-free podcast, and you don't hear that very often these days. It's our unique selling point. So becoming one of those Patreon members helps fund what we do, it helps continue to deliver this podcast, and you never know, we could even share some cheesy chicks together before the end of the season.
0: I guess you've summed it up perfectly. We go ad-free so we don't spoil your listening experience with legal advice and ball trimmers. Sounds like a good deal to me.
3: Head over to patreon.com forward slash ritgday to become a member today.
1: Hi, I'm Johnny Allison. I'm a big fan of the writing the Gary Kelly's
4: podcast. Welcome back to part two. Now we have to ask the question: Will our bare-boned squad make an impact this season, or do we need to strengthen in the January transfer window? If so, which areas and players do we need to stay in this league?
2: It's a tough question because I think I think. All Leeds fans would agree that we'd love to strengthen in the in the January transfer window. But we know with Bielsa it's it's rare, but I think we need we desperately need it. I think that midfield we're still struggling. We're still there's still teams that are coming through us with the amount of space that, that we're letting them have. Um but I think we've got to touch on obviously we've had injuries that have been a, a major and we're still needing back obviously we've, we're still missing the likes of Bamford and, and Luke Um obviously with Bamford he's such he's, he's a massive player Um we can't deny that obviously the amount of goals that he scored for his last season and not just the goal scoring but obviously what he does off the ball is just in it, is it, just incredible like he's pu- he puts pressure on the defenders Um, obviously runs them ragged and then I think with Luke I think most of us can agree. Well, all of us could agree that I, I think he has been poor up until obviously he picked this injury. But I think he is a leader on that on that field, and we see that especially when, obviously Coops is missing and he takes that um, that captain's armband. But um, yeah, I think going back to obviously January, <laughs> I think we we desperately need to. We're, we're so thin on the ground, and we've seen that over the last couple of weeks, and that's why we have been struggling in games that we probably should have been winning, but um definitely that midfield area, we need we need something in there because it's just too easy for teams to sort of just plow through with the ball and we just don't seem to to have anyone in that to help Calvin. Um and obviously the lights of click haven't been up at up at top speed. We saw that especially when he came on against Arsenal in midweek. I thought midweek against Arsenal I thought we were First half, I thought we were brilliant. I thought we played really well, um, and then click comes on second half, and and the sort of it just opens the gates in in midfield, and obviously they they went and beat us two 0 in the end. So, yeah, I think a, a lot of Leeds fans would like because to strengthen in in the January window. So um, I think we'll we'll see what happens. We don't know what Otter's going to come up with.
4: <laughs> I think with uh, Bamford and Earley as well, the club have been really coy on the the length. Of their injury and how long they'll be out for, wouldn't they? Which the club mm. do do that quite often, but it, it seems worrying with Banford because there doesn't seem to be a. There's a few rumours going around with his possible return date, but you know I don't know how serious it, it actually may be. It sounds mm. like it could be uh, quite a serious one, isn't it? Uh,
0: and I think we miss Paddy's off the ball work. What he does is unbelievable for the team and the goals that he scored as well. Uh, as far as January goes, I'd love to see a midfielder come in. Uh, I know there's talk with Lewis Bate probably uh, coming to into the first team. I think it can be difficult to to throw a youngster in in, in a battle like this. I know there's, there's rumours about Ross Barkley possibly. I know he he returned. why oh, he returned, He he had a loan spell uh, in Leeds in, in January except <laughs> uh, don't, don't mention Michael Brown to him. Well, uh, yeah, uh, don't mention Neil Warnock either. I remember I when Neil he sent Warnick him packing? To, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it's it's difficult. In January transfer I mean, window always release players as, as well for whether it's a lone move or, or what have you, it's always the hardest window to try and get players in for the second half of the season. I don't think we've got anyone in in, in, in the second one uh, uh, last season off the top of my head. But yeah, we, we, you always want to build, you always want to strive for more. But I, th- I think it's imperative to see where we are in, in January, going to the Burnley fixture on the 2nd of January, because that could really be a, a massive game uh, at the start of 2022. But, yeah, you always want to improve the squad of course you do if you're going to pick up knocks, injury, suspensions, like we have done, especially injury-wise this season. We've had we're not had our best team out all season, uh, which has just been unfortunate even from the start of the season. And one interesting stat that I have picked up on, that since Marcelo has been here at Leeds uh, and the first game of the season against Stoke in season 2018-2019, we've never had a fully fit squad to pick from, which is wow. unbelievable. That, yes. that that which is incredible when you think about it. And we've always had one player injured here, one player injured there, and competitively we're not had a fully fit squad. It's just been so unlucky with injuries that we've had uh, while he's here. That that's part of parcel of football, unfortunately. So get to answer your question, I'd love to see a central midfielder to, to come in. I think it's gonna be a massive chance to win not only in January, but also in the summer, because I think teams will test the water with Rafinha uh and calvin phillips as well so yeah it's imperative we keep our best players at least at the end of the season and then reassess it in, in may because obviously there's gonna be questions over bielsa next season but the way he works i'm not saying get rid of bielsa far from it it's just the way that bielsa works that he goes on a year-by-year contract so plenty to discuss over the seven eight months up until may uh but yeah imperative to get into january and and see what's shape the squads in and see what shape the league positions in because There's, what, a lot of games to play between now and New Year's Day.
4: Yeah, there was talk of of Ross Barkley, like you said. Obviously, his first spell at Leeds was a bit of a a disaster from a personal point of view from him, with obviously Neil Warnock sending him Mm. back to Everton and and saying, you know, he's got a better player in Michael Brown, which was quite wonderful at the time. Um, You know, and obviously he went on and had a good career, but I just can't see, I don't know, he's, he's probably somebody that, I don't want to see his bring-ins. people like harry winks being mentioned as well again harry winks doesn't do enough for me no, I, mean, I think i think i'd rather see louis baird come through uh, and be given a chance Noah kenny uh you know the even one of the youngest youngsters to come through as well over players like uh, harry winks maybe a pablo Hernandez might be nice there's a bit of a sentimental creativity spark that we need off the bench which we massively like this season yeah you know, I know tyler roberts it just doesn't do it for me. It doesn't mm-hmm. really... He's not that... You know, Pablo found the space. I know we can't keep banging on about players that have left, but I feel we massively miss that creativity. Mm-hmm. We haven't got that creative spark from the bench. Ty Roberts isn't that player. You know, I see Conor Gallagher as well and how well he's doing at Palace. And I always think, what could have been? That he yeah. would have been perfect for us, if I'm honest yeah. with you. Um, but maybe a nice, young, hungry player coming through to, like you say, playing that midfield role. Yeah. Um would would be what we'd, we'd need. But you know, Bielsa's not a, a lone man. You know, look at Louis Louis Baker, remember Louis Baker? He sent him packing wasn't yeah. good enough for the fight. So yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting one because I feel we definitely need to strengthen in January, but it's not the right transfer window to, to do it in, unfortunately. So it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. So yeah, let's see. Let's see.
2: Yeah, I think as well midfield wise, obviously it'd be nice to bring someone in with a bit of experience, obviously the sort of season that we're looking to be having. We're going to not, we're going to be not obviously up where we were last season. Um, but um, I went to the under 23s game on Friday and I thought Lewis Bate was, was outstanding. But like that said, it's, it's tough to bring a player like that in straight into the squad with him being so young and having sort of that pressure on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it definitely, I'd definitely like to bring someone with a bit of experience in midfield use Louis Bate as sort of a backup and make sure and get him on the bench and just bring him on if we are sort of cruising in some games bring him on give him a few minutes here and there because I think he's definitely he's definitely got the um got the work rate and and definitely got the potential to to be in that starting lineup one day with him only just turning 19 so yeah mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see. We, we don't know what... January is always a tough one. We always want to bring these players in and we never end up doing any business. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess.
4: And it's just good to see Adam Forshaw back and getting minutes again. Yep. Um, I think it's been great. He came on today and he, he just shored it up a little bit, didn't he? Um, and killed the game uh, in, in periods, which we've missed at times, I think, especially last season. It's something we were crying out for, just just to be clever and kill the game. And I thought Forshaw did that. When he came on today, it would be good to see Click get a bit of form again. He seems to have fallen off the the barrel. Um, Stats, you might know more than me in terms of how many consecutive appearances he made under Bielsa. Uh, his, was it his most...
0: Yeah, um, he, he played every game, didn't he? Until, mm. uh, uh, until, it's funny because uh, obviously he missed a Derby County game through being pissed, uh, which is
5: probably... <laughs> new, uh, but.
0: Yeah, he had a brilliant, I think, 103 games consecutively under Bielsa, which is unbelievable. But yeah, he'll get his form back. Every player goes through it. And you've got to remember where these players were when Bielsa took over back in in, in the summer of 2018. To where we are now is incredible to even be a Premier League side. So they'll, they'll they'll find the form back. I'm absolutely certain of that. Uh, I think they'll get back on the training ground and and, and start again. But yeah, as Lucy Riley says and as you say, that January is notoriously totally difficult to get plays. And I always remember 2016, 2017, we got Mo Barrow and Alfonso Pedraza, and now look at Pedraza he's now flying in in the Champions League with Villarreal, Vill- and won, won the Europa League,
5: yeah, uh,
0: as well last year Villarreal. But it's not always easy to get the right player in January transfer market because clubs are very reluctant to slow down players or, or transfer players. So I'm sure they'll have the list. I'm sure Victor will have his list uh, ready for Christmas on scenarios where we are in the league because they're so methodical, the way they're working. But I think it's just a question of watch this space over the next couple of months and and see what transpires also with injuries as well and see where we are league position-wise and see what players are out there.
4: As mentioned earlier, we have a snippet from our exclusive interview with former Leeds United manager Simon Grayson. Grayson, who prior to Elsett, nearly made his dream. With that win on January 3rd to promotion from League One, Simon gave us a great insight into his time at the helm, and here he is telling us about that promotion from League One.
3: Shall we talk about Bristol Rovers? Um, Obviously, it's one of those games that's probably going to stick in a lot of people's memories for a long time. For me personally, I'll never forget the little lad that was signed in front of me going down onto the pitch at full time and he came back up with a handful of the Ellen Road turf, which is probably worth an absolute fortune these days. Um, Talk us through the emotions of that day.
5: Well, we just knew, obviously, that we had to, to win the last game of the season. We'd We'd blown it a little bit. It looked like we were going to slip up um, a month, six weeks before the end of the season. We went to Yeovil and we won there after losing to Swindon um, over Easter at home and went to Yeovil. Richard Naylor scored twice and and got us back on track a little bit. But I think if somebody had said at the start of the season, win your last game of the season at home against Bristol Rovers, who had nothing to play for then... We'd have, we'd have taken that, 38,000 there. And the place was ready to, to rock and celebrate. And we had a few issues to deal with. I brought Jermaine back into the team because he'd been out of um, out of form a little bit. But I felt that it was the right opportunity to come back into the into the team. And we had a couple of other injuries. And you're expecting us just to go there and do the business. And, and we did start the game well. Um, and then right out the blue, Max loses his head, he didn't do anything really untoward it was a moment of madness and, and we obviously regrets it and, it, and it ultimately it could have cost us but at half time when you, you're nil-nil and it's te- you're down to 10 men you're thinking, how's this going to go and you have to, we had to think about it the dressing room was a bit uh, lively in terms of uh, to keep everybody just focused because Max was upset about the situation but we we, we couldn't be too worried about what Max had done. It was more about we had to concentrate on the next 45 minutes. We still had 45 minutes to play to to achieve what we're capable of, what we wanted to achieve. Um, and so we got had, had a plan A and a plan B and plan C if things were to go wrong or how we needed to change the game. And then obviously so early into the first, second half we go one nil down and it's and it makes it real tough, doesn't it? Ten men, one nil. And um, made a couple of substitutions Johnny came on um, and then when he scored the place just erupted it was like we were playing with 13 14 men and Bristol Rovers really just sort of caved in, they, they were a nervous wreck with, with their players from being lads that were playing quite well and comfortable to all of a sudden doing stupid things and I always remember the goalkeeper being quite calm and sensible threw one straight to Bradley who Drove into the box and uh, I don't know if it was a, a pass or a miss, miss hit shot fell at Jermaine's feet and I suppose the rest is history,
3: isn't it? I'll never forget that day. I think that was you know fairly early on in me really understanding how much I, I loved football and that was definitely a kind of defining moment in my relationship with Leeds United. So yeah,
4: Johnny Arson's goal. Well, that day Simon as well. It, it's not until you watch back the game and it's it's an absolute quality finish from. From Johnny, but it, it gets forgotten, doesn't it, for him?
5: Yeah, it does because it's not the goal that ultimately got won his promotion. Jermaine's goal gets talked about all the time, but for without Johnny getting his back on side and um, bending it round, it was I think it was Luciano set him up just a little layoff, and and Johnny's great around the 18 yard box. He, he had a good technique, and I'm not, if you'd wanted it to fall to anybody, it was probably going to be Johnny because of his. His calmness, his coolness and his execution of of, um, of of an art of hitting the target and bending it around somebody. And uh, it was just great to see the ball hit the back of the look Obviously, a Leeds lad. Um, how it must have felt for him is only he will know and, and only could he tell you. But it certainly then lifted the place. And it was, you talk about the atmosphere against Millwall. The place then was absolutely rocking,
4: wasn't it? Great memories from Simon. You can listen back to our full interview with Simon Grayson by searching the episode on your chosen podcast player or by heading over to writeinthegarykellies.com. So it's that time of the show again, as we play a good old game of Guess Who. If you're new to this game show then everyone in that LS11 is talking about, first off, where have you been? Secondly, it's dead simple. I'll give our panel three guesses to name the ex or currently United player, and they have to guess who it is. It's as easy as that. Okay, hands on buzzers. <laughs> Clue number one. In August 2014, this captain of his current club, Join Leeds United for a reported £440,000 transfer
3: fee.
4: That's the hockey day era, isn't it? So you get one guess each before I move on to clue two.
0: £140,000. We bought about 15 players. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, William Sharp.
4: Billy Sharp, is that Billy, your guess? Billy Sharp. Incorrect.
2: I've got no I've got nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> nothing at all, do you not want to have a, no. have a little stab in the door? Twenty got Gonna think who was around at the time. No, no. pass. No. <laughs> clue number two. This player, he made his debut against Watford and will verify the goal scorer
0: after. The only two I can think of, and it's one of two.
4: Now you've got to guess one starts. Don't be guessing the 1 to 11. The <laughs> <laughs> <For> Lucy. <laughs> Incorrect. The other one. Lucy. 2014. Glory days. Enterprise Insurance, Macron, Chileno. Has
2: someone, someone said their name already?
4: No, because uh, they'd be right then,
2: will not they? The clue being wrong.
4: People at home are shouting. People are. Walking the dog right now as we
1: speak.
4: <laughs> They're stood at the bus stops right now, shouting <laughs> this player at you. <clears throat> oh my god! I don't
2: know. He I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm lose.
4: Gonna, I'm gonna do clue number three. Stats. Yeah. Now, I have this player down for making 80 appearances and scoring 19 goals for Leeds United. But then there's another source, which says 75 appearances, which I think it may be league appearances. Yeah. However, the 19 goals seems to be consistent. Um, so that is clue number three. And the player is... Mirko Antonucci. Fear the beard. It is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had no chance. Absolutely no chance. You've got Martinucci, can't you? Yeah. Now they're closing his contract. He's got 10 goals or something. You get an extra deal or something like that. I think he got his 10th against Blackpool on a sandy pitch in uh, in March 2015. God, those days. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely an own goal from Tamas because the cross came in from Billy Sharp against Watford and Tamas slid in and pulled it past his own keeper.
4: Want it Antonucci? Want it Antonucci's shot then? No. I'm no, sh-
0: Billy, Billy Sharp on the right-hand side. Ah, I thought it were myself. <laughs> but yes, yeah, he was part
4: of the Sick Knocks Six. Loved the 20 Lambert and Butler. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then once he got his new contract, he just pretty much hung up his boots, didn't he, for Leeds, to yeah. be honest with you? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he was quite a popular player for, for the fans. Fear the beard and all that. <laughs> he uh, wasn't, He had his, he had his, his son... I think was born or his daughter was born in Leeds at what? the time as well so yeah I, I I thought there were a player there for us he just hung around with the wrong crowd Lucy I think it's probably the best way. <laughs> but that,
0: that's not hanging around
4: with Lucy by the way that's just hang around with the wrong crowd but <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a wrap that's a point for Stats Stats is on the leaderboard so uh, well done on that one I think managed to get to clue three I don't think Lucy I managed to even name a player <laughs>
2: I've not even won one of these games yet. <laughs>
4: you know what you need to do is you need to get hold of one of Stats's book, maybe he can send yeah. you a signed copy. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, that's a wrap then. So yeah, great show, great win. Buzzing after the uh, a two-one win at Norwich. Um, massive thanks to Lucy and, and for stats for joining me and Matt, Matt as well on a very very quiet away day, coach. Which I was it took us by surprise. We were expecting a bit of a mental atmosphere, but we didn't get it. But not to worry, maybe next time. But yeah, again, massive thanks for for joining us, for listening, for reviewing us, uh, for spending the time and listening to what we do. We, we love every every minute of it. And let's hope we can and get up the league. And and yes, we'll speak to you soon.